the college football experience, top 10 NFL draft quarterbacks and Pac-12 schedule release episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100, get $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com/winbet. Once again, that is sportsgamblingpodcast.com/wynnbet. State restrictions apply. This is Jim Mora, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. on the B side of the college football experience. Um, yeah. Next up we go to UCLA surprise, surprise. Here's nine. the other one. Obviously this is the other one. Nine power fives, nine power fives for just like last year, but that's not because of UCLA's fault. Michigan canceled a, a home and home with them. So they then replaced that though with North Carolina central dude. I'm sorry. This is still a hard nine conference slate. Coastal Carolina, a damn good team for several years now, and having to go to San Diego State, who the might snapper? be in the Pac-12 in a couple yeah. years. Yeah, the snapper. We know you don't go into the snapper yeah. and come out with a dub. But they got North Carolina Central, who actually won the Celebration Bowl. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're not bad. They're not that bad. But it's just a, a, a game that was supposed to be Michigan. Don't knock my boys in Durham here, right? Yeah. <laughs> Look, they still got to go at Utah, at Oregon State. And at USC, but that's cross town. I don't know. I mean, look, this is uh nine power five, six away games, one back to back away, but they also get one FCS. They got so is this lose. the one that you were gonna argue with me for for easiest? Uh no. No. But I do think I actually had this one ranked second easiest. Okay. So uh, the, the the fact that UCLA avoids Washington and Oregon. Was was my deal breaker here? Yeah, and the, and they yeah. have an FCS. There's a right. lot of teams that don't have an FCS, right? No, and they no yeah. Power Five out of conference. Yes, that was my number two. So, so my two easiest ones were Oregon State and UCLA. Uh, my my easiest one was USC. Oh, I don't think I've. We'll get there. We'll gone get there. as far as you guys have. Uh, I'll say this. If UCLA, you know, I, I, we don't know if it's going to be Dante Moore, Colin Schley, or whoever else could be the quarterback there. Charbonnet's coming back. Garbers, Garbers yeah. could be. No, Charbonnet's Charbonnet's gone. gone. They uh, got they got Lexington Steel. Ah, uh, that's right, Carson Steele, yeah. sexy boy. Um, look at Utah and at USC. If you're really wanting to compete for the Pac-12, it's probably going to come down to whether you're ten and two or eleven and one. Maybe. I mean, I guess there've been two, some two loss teams. Usually that make the Pac-12 championship, they're probably going to lose both of those games. Let's talk about the 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 uh, the Utah Utes here. Oh, I thought we we're going in alphabetical oh, yeah. order. Yeah, I'm sorry. I guess I had USC further down. USC. All right, USC has one set of back-to-back away games, but they have a bye going into it. They also got the week zero waiver. Um, they have ten Power Fives, five away games, no FCS games. So that's what you balance here. Right. You balance the fact that they're not playing an FCS, but I could argue that Nevada is an FCS, especially since Incarnate Word beat them by like 30 points last year. Um, <laughs> uh, USC schedule. Here's the bullshit for me. They get the bye before their two uh, tough away games, and then they get the bye right before the Pac 12 championship. They get their two buys. The second one's on November 25th. What the fuck is that? Everyone's playing on November 25th. Is that beneficial for them? Yes. Yeah, I don't know that it is beneficial. I don't think I mean, it is. I think you, you want mean? that mid season to, to get ready for another opponent in order to make Dude, the Pac twelve. You're telling me you're telling me if they would have had to gone, you know, and play either Cal or Oregon 
or Colorado where a, it's all going to be colder. I, I, I definitely think it's advantage. Sure. Getting them earlier is good. Yeah, another thing is you're beat up. Dude, listen to this like six week stretch at Notre Dame, Utah, then granted at Cal is not that hard, but then Washington at Oregon and then UCLA. I'm sure they would like a buy somewhere in that. That's a fucking I, tough. I, I think if you were to ask a coach if they can get a buy before the conference championship, every single coach would say yes. I don't think so because there's no guarantee you make the conference championship. Yeah, then why isn't anyone doing it? Because I don't I don't If I, they're manipulating their schedules no, history. Auburn plays at, Alabama every true. year. That's yeah, true. what are you really talking about? Move rivalry yeah. week. Fair yeah. enough. They fair enough. Fair they enough. avoid Oregon State and Wazoo. I think if you're listing the best teams in the Pac-12, you probably mention Oregon, Utah, Washington, UCLA. They don't miss any of them. I, I think Oregon State's better than UCLA. Oregon State probably yeah. deserves to be yeah. in that mix. But uh, if you ask most people, yeah, I mean they're running a gauntlet here, and then throw in at Notre Dame in mid-October. They get Stanford every year, and they get them early. That's a huge advantage. That's a huge fucking advantage. Well, they're going into Notre Dame six and zero. That's a guarantee. You think getting Stanford early is an advantage? Every year, it's 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 a they have that as their part of their rival thing. They get them week two every year. Why is that an advantage that for USC? Advantage? Well, to me, because you get a conference game out of the way, and then you you can go back to playing a cream puff or in this year a a uh, a bye week. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess instead of having to go through the gauntlet like the other Pac-12 teams do. So you're saying this is the easiest schedule in the Pac-12? Yeah, Nevada's I terrible. Don't know, they get a week zero game, so they have two bye weeks throughout the season. Right. They get a bye week before they're back to back away. Yeah. But not really. And the second end of their back to back. They don't have to go to any cold environment with the uh, what? At Oregon on November 11th. They get saved. They get saved by the fucking Pac-12. Clavicoff this is my them third f- easiest schedule. I think Oregon State and UCLA have easier ones. This is a tale of two schedules. The first half of their schedule is as easy as it comes. The second half of their schedule is pretty damn hard. We're going to yeah. sp- figure out who USC is as, in the second half of the season. I think it's the easiest schedule in the Pac-12. You mentioned <laughs> like top 20 teams. Look at that se- this those last 6 games. Notre Dame could be, Utah could be, Washington could be, no, Notre Dame will be. UCLA. be Notre Dame will That's be, but 5 but, of the 6 should be to be ranked. You, Notre Notre Dame will be ranked, but we we know they'll be like a average team. And, um, and and the one thing that isn't ranked is on the road at Cal. True. True. Drop some acid, Colby. I my thing is like they just they, they avoid the the fact that if if you could get two bye weeks in a, in a college football season. But it doesn't count cuz the one is it's the last week. No, I think that so counts I throw a that ton. Out the window. Dude, last year they had to go play UCLA and the very next week play Utah. The fact you get an extra week to prepare for your potential opponent if it, you make it though, that's the thing. If you make it, and if they make it, they don't. They have a bye week sure. before both their back to back. You have away. a bye. Yeah. It's yeah. an advantage going into the yeah. next week. So if you are, if they're a shoe in for the Pac-12 championship, absolutely an advantage. You know, if they're you're not Alabama, a shoe in. Oh, they're look, not a shoe. Look at these away games. Look at these away games in conference at Arizona State off of a bye, at Colorado, at Cal, and then okay at Oregon. That's at, that's one winning team from a year ago. That's true, but throw in the other road game is at Notre Dame. But they can lose that, and they'll still be in the Pac-12 championship. It's true. It's still so going to wear is, you it's, down. It's it's interesting because you, we never see that bye week on Saturday, November twenty. Never see is, it. I've never seen that before. But if you're talking about their schedule, like leading up, because right now we're just looking at the regular season schedule, so that's kind of meaningless. I, I mean, it, it, man, it's very meaningful if they make the Pac-12 championship. I, my thing is like that road schedule. Name me a easier in conference road schedule than that. Uh, yeah, I mean the road schedule is on the easier side. That's that's a a, a counterbalance that you have. Well, and the in fact they favor. get they get Colorado on September 30th and Arizona State. Those are two new coaches in their first month. We're diving down into the minutia here, fellas. <laughs> um, I don't think it's the easiest though. I, I definitely don't. So I will argue, I will fight you on that. I think Oregon State and UCLA is a little bit easier. Uh, I, I disagree. Let me tell you this. Actually, I do think both Stanford and USC every other year might have uh, that final week off, you know, unless they fill it with like a BYU or something because of that fucking Notre Dame taking up their rivalry week and them dissing their other rival. No, but I think USC would get Cal sometimes. Like I, I feel like USC didn't, I, I don't know that they've had a bye week ever on this really? spot. I don't remember. You might be right. Yeah. 
no, I don't remember anyone ever having a buy unless you were like an independent. Um, uh, next up, let's go. Like, can we all agree thus far? What do you think the hardest schedule is? Uh, Colorado. <laughs> I think it's easily Colorado. Eleven Power Fives, no FCS. Yeah, maybe Cal. Maybe I think Cal. Cal's pretty tough too. Yeah, yeah. But Cal only has ten Power Fives. Sure. But, but but they're at at North I, Texas. I think my toughest was Colorado. Yeah. yeah. But I think this one might give it a run. The Utah Utes. <laughs> Eleven Power Fives, and guess who their FCS is? It's Weber State, who makes the FCS playoffs every fucking year, and is an in-state hater. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, Weber State beat Utah State by thirty-four this year. So not to be trifled. Look with. at this Utah schedule, guys. Florida at home, then at Baylor. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Those are two of your three out of conference games. The third one is Weber State in Rice Eccles, you, but then your layup on your whole schedule is a powerful ass FCS team. And 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 then here's the good thing. I mean, here's the bad thing. They avoid Stanford and Washington State. Yeah. I think that's what you would want. So their away games, get this, at Baylor, at Oregon State, at USC, at Washington, and then at Arizona on the back-to-back of Washington. Mm. It's tough. I mean, the non-conference state's really hard, and then yeah, some very tough road games in there. Utah with Cam Rising coming back, uh, because of this, probably got to be taken down a notch in terms of expectations, right? Uh, do you think this is harder than Colorado schedule, Nick? I don't think so, but I think this is top three. I had my top three was Colorado, Cal and Utah. I'm going to go, especially, I mean, is it fair to judge it on how good the team is also? Probably not, but Utah is better than Colorado. So I think they can navigate their schedule better than Colorado's. But if, if you're looking at just opponents, you're not looking at who that team is. I still think Colorado is, is slightly more difficult, but it's damn, it's damn close. I'd also rather play, believe it or not, I'd rather play Weber State than Colorado State because of the rivalry angle. I mean, yeah. for, if close. I'm trying, if it's I'm close, trying though. to get wins, I mean, I, I'm glad yeah, Colorado, Colorado State's back. It's but uh, who's got the tougher non-conference? Florida at Baylor and Weber State at home, or at TCU home to Nebraska, home to Colorado State. It's kind of a push. Yeah, kind of tough. a push. Kind of yeah. tough there. I mean, TCU is better than anybody else. Yeah, but. Florida and Baylor are better than Nebraska. Baylor bear almost beat TCU. TCU beat them with the last second. Baylor still had a losing record this year though. Yeah. TCU was better than Baylor last year. No doubt. Uh, All right. Let's hop on over to Washington. 10 power fives, one back to back away, zero FCS games. They get Boise state at home, then Tulsa at home. And then at Michigan state at a conference, but they avoid UCLA and they avoid Colorado. If, if, if that, I don't know what you make of that one, but uh, I mean, that's getting Boise and Michigan state and even Tulsa who Tulsa shows up. I know they, I feel like they haven't gotten the win against the power programs, but they've had Oklahoma state on the ropes a couple years in a row. They even had Ohio state sweating a little bit, uh, you know, cut that thing to single digits. I think in the fourth quarter, uh, I know it's a brand new coach, Kevin Wilson. I think I think this is a pretty tough schedule. That Michigan though. game that ended up being a, a blowout score wise, I think was closer for most of it, you know, for Washington. So yeah, they are, you know, still a capable program. I think at Michigan State early is a dangerous ass game. Yeah. Nick, what do you make of this schedule? I think Boise's dangerous too. Yeah. Uh I think it's kind of a middle of the road towards the tougher end of Pac twelve schedules. Yeah, there's there's lots of landmines here. I mean, at USC, at Oregon State, you know, the tough out of conference schedule. It's 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 a challenge. It's a challenging schedule, sure. So, how many games did Washington win this year? Because that well, they win ten, ten and three. Were they ten or eleven? I think it was ten with the bowl. I could be wrong. They won. They went eleven and two. Eleven and yeah. two. Yeah. Wow. And and by the way, that Michigan State game, that's the game where they had the possible every possible yard almost was gained. Yeah. They actually waxed Michigan State. It was the opposite. Michigan State, the score is deceiving because no, I meant Michigan a few years back when. Washington. Oh, oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean they could be seven and one. I don't think that's too far fetched. It would be a lot of tough wins, but they could be seven and one. You know, figuring that yeah, maybe you drop the game to Oregon or maybe maybe at Michigan State or something. But hell, I think they should be seven and one going into L.A. at USC November fourth. 
that, but this, this, it gets compar- tough after that with three straight tough games. Four, four straight tough games. What, but this out of conference schedule compared to to Oregon and uh, and yeah. USC, it's harder. It's a lot yeah. harder than Oregon and USC's out of conference schedule. Very, Very much so. Yeah, but if they're an eleven win quality team, they should beat Boise, even though that's a hard game. I mean, if anything, I think Boise year two of that quarterback. Watch out. It's they not sh- going to be yeah, easy. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. They, they should, should be Sparty too. They should be Sparty on the road. Although that's almost a coin flip. Um, but then, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, if Sparty's any better, but if they're yeah. the same team as last year, then they, they should win that. And then I'll say this: if they're if they're trying to go to potentially the playoffs, getting Oregon, getting Utah at home, and uh, two out of the three real powerhouse programs—Oregon, Utah, and USC—two of the three at home—that's helpful if you want to come out with one loss and still be alive for the playoff. So maybe Washington. I think the schedule is still hard, but sets up well for a playoff run. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, let me ask you this. Would you rather have Washington or Washington state schedule? Washington state, 10 power five, six away games. Once again, folks, you only have uh what uh, Colorado, Colorado. So there's only been uh, two teams that have played uh double digit. No three Arizona, Colorado, and Washington state would be the only teams in the pac 12 that are playing 10 or more power fives and six away games. Uh, Washington state also gets a back-to-back away game. They do have an FCS though. And that's Northern Colorado who sucks ass, but they <laughs> fired Ed McAfee for throwing a clipboard at somebody. <laughs> um, uh, how about this stat? I came across this and I just could not believe it. I know I sent you guys this one. Wisconsin's coming to, to Pullman. They're the first power five to play in Pullman since 1998. Out of conference. How the fuck does that even happen? <laughs> that is an unbelievable stat. How does that happen, honestly? So disrespected as a nobody power five. wants yeah. to go to Pullman. Yeah. People are smart. That's why. And Illinois lost that game in ninety eight too. Right. Why uh, would you why why if, if you're a Big Ten or an SEC or an ACC team, why the hell do you want to go to Pullman? Yeah. But that's just a, that's why we need some leadership here. Yeah. This is bullshit. This is absolute bullshit. That you can get away with it under the radar. We're all stunned by that stat, and yet <laughs> It's been happening for twenty some odd years. Twenty five years, <laughs> twenty five fucking years. Give Wisconsin credit, because like, why would Wisconsin, especially new coach, new quarterback? Well, well, what was it? Went to went to Madison and won last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, unbelievable. To Ten. Answer pa- your question. I would much rather have this schedule than Washington's. That well, because you avoid USC and Utah. Yeah. Shout out Cougars. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Little shout detail. Out, shout out Cougars. <laughs> Uh, they play at Colorado State Week One, though. So not only are you playing ten Power Fives, you do take a road trip to a Group of Five, which you know, no one, none of the major powers hardly ever do that. Um, you, I mean, what do you, what do you make? Is this a good schedule for Washington State? You think? Yeah, I think it is. I think uh, you can start off the year three and one. You know, I think you could start off four and zero. Potentially, but I'm saying you probably drop one of those games, Wisconsin or, or Oregon State at home. You probably. know, probably drop one of those. You get Arizona. You know, th- there's your fourth win. Uh, Arizona State's a winnable game. Stanford at home is definitely winnable. Kyle's winnable. Colorado at home in November's Dude, winnable. They, they, you, so, you know, I know yeah. this is a crazy statement because I don't think it, w- but they could make the Pac-12 championship <laughs> just by that. If if they can, you know what games are huge. Let's say they do beat. Who cares about the Wisconsin game? If they can beat Oregon State on September twenty third, yeah, you get the bye week. Even if you you lose to UCLA there, uh, at or I'm sorry, home to Arizona, win. Okay, at Oregon, let's say that's a loss. I think they beat Arizona State and Tempe the last time they played them. So if you can get that win there, it's a tough one. But it, then Stanford, Cal, Colorado. I mean, you could if they just pull one upset on one of those away games with UCLA, Oregon, and Washington, they could have six conference wins. Yeah, easily. Pretty good schedule for the Cougs. Let's go. Let's go. All right. How do they normally do in Seattle? Is that a tough? Not not good. Yeah. Not good. (laughs) Uh, Guys, uh, so my easiest was USC, followed by UCLA. And third easiest, okay, I guess you could talk me into, I guess you could talk me into Oregon Oregon State. State. Oregon, I put right there, though. At full wazoo there, too. That's true. But. I don't know. Uh, Patty C, what do you think the, the, the easiest schedule is? Um, gosh. Oh, 
I don't know. I thought I thought Washington's set, it's hard, but I thought it set up best for a a championship appearance based on how good they are. Really? Yeah. It's All a hard schedule. Thoughts. Hardest schedule is either Utah or Colorado, right? That's not that, you know, and or Cal, right? That, that's that's my top three hardest. Yeah. yeah. I would I would go uh one Colorado, two Utah, three Cal. I kind of flipped Cal and Utah, but maybe that's more of me thinking Utah could manage that schedule better. So yeah, I could uh I could buy that. Yeah, I I'm on Knicks. I think Cal's the second hardest, but Utah's right there. And it's probably something to do with that too. Utah is just better. So it seems easier. Right. There you go. That's true. That's true. The old psychological thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh all right, folks. Let's hop on over to the NFL draft, which is right around the corner. I got a list here of all the quarterbacks that we think will be uh-huh. potentially drafted. Um, even some that won't, as I listed about thirty-six of them. Um <laughs> Shepherd's Shepherd's quarterback. No, I'm hearing he's going to get drafted. <laughs> okay. I'm hearing he's getting drafted, buddy. Who? Tyson uh, Bagant from uh, Bagent from uh, Shepherd University, D2 quarterback. I'm All hearing right. he might he might be a third round pick from what I hear. Where is Shepherd? West Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah. Um, I'm curious though. So there's a lot of talk that Will Levis might be the first pick of the draft. That's stupid. That's that's stupid. Patty, see, where do you have if you were to rank these? Like, okay, let's just talk about the top five quarterbacks right now. Obviously, you got Bryce Young, C, uh, CJ Stroud, which I think have been on uh, the biggest, you know, biggest stages in college football. Right. But Levis and Anthony Richardson are getting a ton of hype. Uh, then after that, from what I was able to see today. I feel like everyone has Tanner McKee as the final quarterback there. That that would be the fifth one. I, I just looking at those five, who do you trust the most Patty C trust in terms of and what are the expectations trust to be a solid starter for 10 years, trust to have uh, the highest upside. Uh, I'd like you to answer both of those. <laughs> well, I think without, Oh, I guess I was going to say without question, but if you're talking about raw ability, I think that Anthony Richardson's not the obvious guy, oh you know, I mean, he's too raw for me. He's, he's raw, raw. raw. He's like, you know who he reminds Way me of Jake raw. locker. Jake locker yeah. was super <laughs> fucking raw. Who got drafted by the Titans. Now, now don't get me wrong. That's Anthony Richardson has, uh, I love raw. the cross racial comparison because we don't do that enough. Yeah. yeah. Good Usually job. You'll have to, you know, compare somebody with him. He also reminds me of Timmy Chang. There you go. <laughs> Keep going. Do we have any like uh, Arab quarterbacks? Steve up? Sarkeesian. There you go. Right? Uh, uh, no, uh, I compared him to Denard Robinson. That, I'm guilty of that because he's a mid fifty pounds heavier and six inches taller than Denard Robinson. I think and they Jake, made him a running back in in uh, the pros. Yeah, yeah. Well, they might do that with Anthony Richardson too. So. Yeah, probably. Well, Richardson has like when you see certain like when you see him fling the ball, he's got I mean, a laser. He's got a, he's got a fucking arm. No, but I would argue he's not that accurate. Mm-hmm. I, but, I have to see. I have to see more polish at the college level. I, like. I really thought he should have came back. I was shocked. Yeah, that he, he had some really shitty games. Yeah. Show me. Maybe you guys can think of an example of a, of a really raw college quarterback who never really looked good as a passer. Make Locker. It in the pros. Lockers. Oh no. Oh, that made it, it, in, the it pros. in the pros. That actually developed a ton in- of people get, get drafted on potential. Yeah. But like somebody that raw, tell me someone that raw, that really like mm, in the, the pros. I think Josh Allen would be your answer. Yeah, that's Josh a good Allen one. was pretty raw at Wyoming. Pretty raw, pretty raw, and and he developed. So if the right team gets him, but they have to be patient. Yeah, you know they had to certainly be patient. But uh, uh, remember the first couple of years with Josh Allen. I mean, tell me a, a, he was the funnest quarterback to watch because you didn't know what the hell he was going to do. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, I actually think Allen might be a good comparison because I remember when he was at Wyoming, you were like, God damn, this dude has a cannon. Yeah. Right, but you're like he just can't connect. You know anything like if it's a 60 yard pass, it's there. But if it's a 50, if it's like a 10 yard 10 yard slant, that <laughs> shit is sailing. You know uh, that it, I think Richardson might even That's be like spot on. Yeah, spot on. Right. Yeah. But the I also think Jake Locker fits. So it matters yeah. what uh, J- Jake Locker got drafted by Jeff Fisher. Yeah, that, that's not going to help you. Uh, true. You know, like it, a lot of it is the coach. 
I, that's the true wild card to me in this this For whole sure. quarterback draft oh, is Anthony Richardson. I don't think it's Levis. I think no, Anthony Richardson's the true wild card. He's got to sit know. like four years, I would think, three or four years, and like get. But some nowadays PT. they don't let you sit three or four years. Well, he's gonna have to because he's gonna get in the game. He's gonna suck ass. <laughs> he might be a, a good comparison to who's the Bears quarterback? Justin Fields. Fields, you know, Fields is way more accurate in college. Yeah, way more accurate. <laughs> yeah, Fields is just yeah. way better college quarterback. Um. Well, well. T- speaking of Buckeyes, well, we gotta bring it up, guys. C.J. Stroud. That that's my answer for uh most guaranteed ten year starter. I mean, I, I I don't know that he's gonna I don't think there is a guaranteed ten year starter in this draft, but of a dude who has the measurables for the NFL and has shown consistency and accuracy. When's he, the last time Ohio State had a ten year starter? It's true, but he is he looks to be a different breed than I mean Joe Burrow. They had him. He never played for them. That's but true. They yeah. chose uh, <laughs> what's his name over Justin Fields. Right? No, no, right? No, uh, no who was the, it? Uh, Skins uh, quarterback. Uh, uh, Haskins. Haskins. Yeah. I, I think the safest bet might be Bryce Young. That's what I was going to go with, but I mean, he is small. But he I feel like in, in today's NFL, what does that even matter? Right. See, I thought Fields was better than Stroud in college. I did too. But well, Stroud, Stroud impressed me in that in that Georgia game. True, he really true. fucking impressed me. But he does have the luxury of having the, like the best receivers ever. Yeah, <laughs> and a really good offensive line too. Let's be honest, getting drafted by the team is half the deal. Oh, that's maybe time. even more. All right, yeah. I, I mean, JP Lossman. If he doesn't go to the Bills, he's probably the next Tom Brady. That's with that true. five here, the only one I'm really interested <laughs> Wait, in. I had to process you guys, that. That's you guys not just true. Went with that. Okay, that's not true. Okay. <laughs> I was already thinking of what I'm going to say next, but that top five, the other one I, I, first off, let's just say in general, I don't think it's a very good class for quarterbacks. Let's well, I want to give away our top 10. So we gotta, we gotta sit there and decide our pecking order here. Who is, is, is your number one? I, I I'm with Nick. I'm going to go Bryce young. He's shown me the most like it factor. Yeah. Which he has been so jaw droppingly awesome. For a lot of his college career. Now, yeah. if you want to poke some holes, you know his his touchdowns this year went down by fifteen. But a lot of that is their receivers sucked this year. Like yeah, for Bama yeah, standards, they didn't have. But hey, in the NFL, you don't know what team you're going to go to. But I, I just think like this pocket awareness is so fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Who 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 is he compare comparable to at the NFL? Have we seen anyone that's kind of like I him? Guess Tua would be the one you would say, right? No, he's way better than. I Tua. I think he's better than Tua too. He's different. Yeah. He's different than Tua. Who, who? I don't know. Who, who would you compare him to? I mean, I guess the the guy at Arizona, uh, Kyler Murray. Murray, you yeah. would think. Oh, yeah. I don't think he's Kyler Murray either. He's not that explosive of a of a runner. I mean, he, he's he's a good fast. Runner. Yeah, but he's yeah. a pass first quarterback. Yeah, he'll even tell you that. I think. Um, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Russell Wilson. Yeah. Or uh, Tyrod Taylor, a much better Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> I could see it a much, much, <laughs> much better. That's not a Tyrod Taylor has been in the pros for 12 years. I mean, he, you know, 15 years or something. He's he got a, a raw deal in a lot of places. Well, Tyrod Taylor yeah. is good, but Bryce young undersized. Is, yeah. No, that's a very good foot. comparison. Like yeah. stylistically, you know, but in terms of ability, I, I would put uh, young two two steps above Ty- Tyrod. Yeah. I think he's always hating on Tyrod. <laughs> no, we, need, we need a real money Kramer. He he's no. a Tyrod. Fan. I like Tyrod. He I'm got a, a Tyrod deal. guy too. I think he Look, got screwed. Any guy that's got to be a starting quarterback for Rex Ryan, I feel sorry for. <laughs> and, and the whole Ryan family, to tell you the truth, um, he got his lung punctured by the damn team doctor. He was starting, <laughs> and they ruined his fucking career. Yeah, that is that's bad, bad luck. luck. <laughs> How do you fuck that up? Uh, all right. So I'm gonna go young number one. Nick, you too. Yeah, I'm with you. Who are you going number one, Petty? Young, easily. Okay, so two. You're going Stroud. Mm, in terms of what, I think Levis has a higher upside than Stroud, and that is you know not completely raw. I think ah, that's tough. What, I, are, Nick, what do you think of Levis? Talking? Uh, no, I don't like Levis at all. I mean, I, I think, I think only like draft geeks are pumped up about Levis. I think people that have watched college football like us, he was a backup to uh, what's his name for Clifford. Like, yeah. That's tough. Yeah, and 
I don't I think mean, you can blame him for yeah. that. I think he Did stepped he? in and outplayed Clifford. I agree there. And fucking Franklin was like, ah, oh, put Clifford back in. <laughs> I mean, he's six three, two thirty. Uh his stats at Kentucky aren't bad. You know, especially Kentucky was they had no passing offense. They had a bad offensive line this year too, man. Yeah. So I, I, I guess he has all the all the measurables, but I just never was wild by him. Me yeah, neither. I, I gotta agree. see more. I didn't get a big enough dosage of him being good for me to be sold on him. I now, mean, I, so I, right I, now we're all talking about the top five guys. Can we yeah. go, can we we go a little bit deeper? Yeah, but hold on. Uh, Levis to me though did have some plays where he flashed to me. Yeah, I was talking to Real Money Kramer about this because he's like he's gonna be terrible. And I'm like, dude, if they can maximize on on those plays that he's flashed, if a coach can can get that out of him consistently, I see why he's why well, the hype is there. It, yeah. Who he is also comparable to? Josh Allen. Josh Allen. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. I would say like I, I, I see like it. The mobility of them. He's an athlete. Maybe not quite that yeah. athletic, but I don't know that he has that level of like intensity. What about Sam Howell? He does eat bananas with their peels on. He has uh, mayonnaise in his fucking coffee. <laughs> it's an intense individual. Yeah. Uh, Sam Howell, as a comparison for Will Levis, mm, a little bit. Yeah, I think Howell's a little bit undersized. Yeah, that might be fair. Yeah, I I'm think just saying, like for Levis his, like, is a prototype. Athleticism. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're we are we'll get deeper, but I think we are trying to uh, sort out the top of this pecking order yes. here first. Right? Yes, I'm gonna put Stroud above Levis. I think so. I think so too. Just because I, I need to bet. see a bigger sample size, but, but I mean, there is the, the argument that Ohio state quarterbacks suck. Yeah. 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 Had a, didn't they make fucking what's his name? Like conference MVP. And he was like the third string quarterback. Who was the guy? Frenzel. <laughs> no, the guy who hit the spin move in the Virginia tech game. Oh, uh, Terrell Pryor. No, that wasn't Terrell Pryor. Who was that? Cardell was... Jones. No, no, it was an undersized guy. And then Braxton, oh, Braxton, Braxton Miller. Miller. Yeah. Okay. It was like the conference MV player of the year. So had no chance of ever being a good quarterback. In, so in funny enough guys, I actually have it in front of me. All the, all the, uh, the Ohio state quarterbacks drafted from the nineties and on Go, let's rattle them off. Bobby Hoying, 1996 trash thir- third round pick by the Eagles. <laughs> Wrong Joe system. Do Ger- what? <laughs> Wrong system. I'm joking. I'm joking. Continue. Continue. Joe Germain, 1999. Fourth round pick by the Rams. Trash. Steve Belisari, 2002. I can't believe he got drafted. Sixth round pick by the Rams. Yeah. Trash. Cardell Jones, 2016. Fourth round pick by the Bills. XFL legend. Trash. Dwayne <laughs> Haskins, 2019. First round pick by the Redskins. I told him not to fucking do it. <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah. That's true. Sorry. Uh, Justin Fields, 2021. First round pick. So for some reason, and even I think the one if you were to go back even uh, just a year or two before you get Tom Zach, so I mean you got a you got a lot of <laughs> right a lot of shit there. And then you got yeah. what's his name as a gambler, so he was actually pretty good in our eyes. Uh, Schlit- Schlister, Art back Schlister, in the, yeah, back in the seventies. <laughs> Bring now, out, let's get Art Schlister on the podcast. It seems like this trend is continuing, but they're being drafted earlier now. Because yeah. the last two have been first round draft picks. My now, well, I, my problem has been school. that offense is so simple. It's yeah. so yeah. simple. It so you always work. don't trust that against the NFL defenses. You're like, Hey, uh, this guy's going to have to read a couple more things here. <laughs> Can he do that? Which, you know, obviously the others haven't been able to, what about what didn't Troy Smith play also? Didn't, didn't you miss Troy Smith in there? I think Troy Smith. Was he not drafted? Mm, play for the Ravens? Uh, didn't come up on the website. I was on huh. Wow, Heisman trophy winner, not drafted. That's yeah. terrible. Um, Either way, I, I have my concerns with Stroud. Is is w- let's throw Tanner McKeon here. Could he be a sleeper here that we're not? Uh, yeah, everyone's yeah, he yeah, He's a tall drink of water, Petty C. He's like every <laughs> other Stanford yeah. quarterback ever. I mean, I saw that he was actually I think higher up on the re- when I pulled up the recruiting rankings the other day than a lot of these other quarterbacks when he was recruited. Yeah, he was like a five star, yeah. right? He's yeah. like six five, two forty, strong six, arm, six two thirty, Corona, okay. California. Uh, he's been above. 65% completion percentage in his sophomore year. He was stuck on a bad team. I think that's a problem. It's kind of hard to judge. But Shaw's been running would, a pro would, style. If you're drafting right now, do you take Will Levis above T- Tanner McGee or McKee? I'm sorry. I don't know that I do. <laughs> I, would, I don't know if I'd draft either. I think uh, Levis has higher upside, but McKee's a safer bet because I think McKee could be Davis Mills. 
Well, and you know he's also is that, from is that Stanford. Like he's got to be smart. Out because they're both yeah. from Stanford. No, Stanford's got a long list. They're the opposite of Ohio State. You're like fucking Jim Plunkett, John Elway, Andrew Luck. I mean, you yeah. got you got uh, other quarterbacks that started games for in the NFL as backups from Stanford. Uh, th- so they they would be the complete opposite of Ohio State. So that that makes us trust them a little more. Yeah, I would think, especially. Yeah. I mean, they're similar to Duke in terms of like producing consistent under the radar, but prototypical quarterbacks that translate well to the pros that aren't as impressive in college as they are in the pros, but nobody's drafting him early, like expecting him to be Andrew luck. Yeah. But I'm saying you see it every year. I mean, shit, if you want to look at the NFL playoffs this year, most of your quarterbacks were in late row with cousins was round two, right? Three, I think maybe two two. two or three, Um, maybe four even. I don't. Yeah. Then you have Jones around one. Yeah, but Purdy was was what seventh round. Yeah, Hurts uh, was Hertz, round one. Hertz was round two. Mahomes um, round one. But still, I still think majority were were in the later rounds. If you look, yeah, at it's the, a crapshoot. Yeah. Uh, Prescott, he was second. He was second, right? Right, second. second, I believe, right, or maybe third, second or third. Yeah. Uh, well, shit. Uh, okay, let's talk sleepers then, because we're in, we're getting nowhere in the top ten. I was trying to get us to give list. fucking on top list. ten. Well, we mentioned top ten. We're just doing top five. The guy who we haven't mentioned yet, who I think deserves a lot of consideration, is Hendon Hooker. My problem, once again, though, is that one read fucking offense. Like, I, I, he has raw skills, and I mean, he's coming off of, uh, didn't he tear his ACL too? Like, well, hey, you know, I mean, but, I, but my thing is, I need to, I need to see that's the, the, this is the problem with these offenses. Yeah. Is like, it makes it really hard to tell when you're running that Art Browse offense. It's like, oh, he has one read, and if not for that. <laughs> You know the play's not going to be successful. Well, he can throw a deep ball. Yeah, he's got accuracy and he's got legs and the size. He's six four. I like him. Look, and I like him. I think I, I like he's. I, I like his skills. I just need to know mentally. You know, That's a question mark. RG three. Uh, can you read a defense? Stidham. Right? Stidham was in that same offense. Struggled in the NFL. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you can go one by one. I mean, Joe Milton stepping in and, you know, looking great, yeah. looking good and not being able to grasp Jim Harbaugh's NFL style offense is a pretty good indicator. I mean, of Mackenzie Milton. You can go one by one uh, in they, college. Well, here's yeah. a comparison with, yeah. with guys that are coming in the pros, Max Duggan. Uh, can, can, can he read a defense? Cause he had kind of, you know, some similarities with an offensive style. And so who, who, who would you like better hooker or Duggan? I think I, See, problem is Doug is not that ACL. very accurate. But not yeah, a, fucking ACL. The people come back from that. It's not like it was in the eighties. I mean, yeah, maybe next year he's not ready, but he's not gonna. And he's a, a pass first. Day one anyway. If Duggan yeah. can develop a little bit with his accuracy, oh, I like Hooker better than Duggan. Duggan could be Rich Gannon two point if he can get a little accurate. <laughs> Duggan is uh, a slightly more wealthy man's. Uh, again, the quarterback for Washington, um, Mark Burnett, Heineke. He's a slightly better Heineke. <laughs> yeah, Mark Brunel. So here's the advantage Duggan have Duggan has over hookers that he's just built more solid. He's probably not as injury prone. He's but been injured. Um y- you know who I think could be a sleeper is 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 uh Jaron Hall. Yes, Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall is one that I think we could sit there and say, Whoa. You know who's an even bigger sleeper? Who's that? Who is a guy that constantly reminded me of uh 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 Rocky Lombardi, the guy at uh, in Baltimore. Why am I drawing a blank? Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson, Jackson. Malik, Malik Cunningham. Cunningham. Yes, it's Is like that the, just because they're both from Louisville. <laughs> probably a little bit, but no. When I watched <laughs> no, him, no, I agree. I, th- I think he deserves a, a flyer, like in the fifth or sixth round. Also, I want to say his being from Louisville actually hurt his stock because people don't want to like they just write him off saying, "Oh, that's a system thing," right? But he looked exactly like. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. He was very good. I mean, I I think, I think Jaron Hall to me is a guy that I'm, I, I think could be flying under the radar. I know Tim Demorat from Fordham is a guy that also impressed me. I know you guys probably didn't watch a lot of Fordham football because mm-hmm. you guys are just uh, haters uh, on the Rams, right? <laughs> but the guy can fucking sling it. What about Lindsey Scott undersized, but nowadays day and age, you know, like Again. Kyler Murray's completely undersized level of competition, a little bit of a worry too. True, true, but hey, man, this guy was, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like that's an What about your boy Santeo? Any chance? <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's be honest. What about Stetson Bennett? Let's talk about Stetson sure. Bennett. Sure. Because I'm hearing he's getting drafted. I he, think he should. Yeah, I think he should too. 
underrated speed. Yeah. Now, now the one thing I'm sorry. Good. I was going to say poor man's Bryce Young, very poor man's Bryce Young. But anyway, go ahead. I was going to say the one thing he's going to have to get used to is not having like a decided advantage in talent on his team compared to the other <laughs> and his offensive know. line. Yeah. 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 But I think he deserves to be drafted for sure. Yeah. Kerry K- Conklin 2.0. Um <laughs> Dorian Thompson Robinson. Any chance bet? He played pretty well last year. I mean, what, what was it? I the, think he uh, has simple a simple offense too though, man. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. yeah. Who did I, he I thought, just shit on in the midseason last year and made him look like a Heisman? It was Oregon, right? Yeah, maybe Oregon, yeah. one of those teams. But, so he's been he he is very you know I mean he he's had big games in his college career, but the consistency has not been there. True, I mean, there's been some games where his passing numbers were just awful. So I, I'm not the biggest DTR fan. I mean, if you're telling me DTR or Hennon Hooker, a Hooker all day. I was surprised to see some of these names. Uh, you know. Like Aiden O'Connell in the top ten, I don't know. I mean, I guess because Brahms' offense, you do probably have to do it. Like it's probably pro pro yeah, ready. You're I would making say. pro reads. Um, talk about a system guy though. That 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 might be the system too. But you saw that. I mean, what the Cardinals just started. Uh, what's his name? The former Purdue quarterback before. Wow. Him. Yeah. Right. You know who's a system guy, guys? You know who played in the air raid? Presumable NFL MVP. Uh, Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nowadays uh, NFL makes it makes it tough. So who's who's your who's your top like steal of the draft? Late, late, late. I'm gonna tell you right now. Jake Hayner. Jake Hayner has strong legs. He's a fucking athlete, right, <laughs> dude? It's important. Legs. I look at his body. No, no, whatever. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, dude, that's a built, fucking built like a brick shit house. Not even, but he's just an athlete. He's just built a real, like a young Hasselhoff. Yeah, he's a young <laughs> Hasselhoff out there, and he's handsome as shit. Let's be honest. Uh, Hayner, Hayner's a steal of the draft. I'll say this: he had Jeff Tedford as his coach. Got a pretty good track record. He was a, a pretty pro good track NFL record quarterback. Uh, well, coach. I mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Uh, Nick, what do you think about Jake Hayner? A little undersized. Uh, I don't think he's your, you know, he's your Heineke. Yeah. Right. I like Hayner. I've liked him for a long time. I think he can hang around the league, but he's not your, you know, the cornerstone of your franchise. I think he's Who's your sleeper, Nick? Much better passer than Heineke. All right. So, what like so on your list like under 10 like or above 10 cuz I Hooker would be my sleeper, but Yeah, and Jaron Hall would be my sleeper, but let's give a deeper sleeper. Like the Brock Purdy of this year. That's in Bennett. You said you think you think it's Hayner? Hayner has Russell Wilson upside to me. I said it. What do you think about a guy like Chase Bryce from App State? That I might be overstating that, but anyway. Chase Bryce. Well, Big time me, recruit at Clemson. Let me counter that with another Sunbelt guy, Kyle Van Trees. Oh. Yeah? <laughs> They talk about a system guy, but he did. As a JMU fan, I can testify he could throw the ball. He he was he was in two different systems last his last two years in college. I was impressed with him. What about Holt Nailers? True winner, true winner. mechanics. Look, Tebow beat the Steelers in the playoffs. Holt Nailers can beat the Steelers in the playoffs. That's true, and they have similar (laughs) mechanics. Uh, I'm going to say this: Uh, Who is who is the one you just uh, brought up before? Dantrees. Van Trice, the number of checks I see him. He's got Peyton Manning ask like uh, offensive line, you know, team management. Look out. Okay. Who the fuck is Fred Peyton? <laughs> former, former coastal Carolina quarterback who was at Mercer this past year. Okay. He stepped in when uh, big bird got injured. Um, Clayton tune is in the top 10. They say you buying it. Patty C Clayton tune Houston, Houston Cougars. Mm, no. I mean, decent, solid, but never jumped off screen to me. I'm telling you, Jaron Hall. I, I know that's not much of a sleeper. Okay, then I'm going. I'm going. Uh, well, Jaron Hall, his arm is. He throws a lot of ducks. The, the, his pass is wobble. Obviously, he runs. He looks like a running back with the ball in his hands. But his arm is correctly. I think he could be really good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. So our, our who's our who's our final five then? All right, we're going Hooker, Cunningham, Hall. You put Doug. In, I put Stetson Bennett even. Ahead of Duggan, uh, yeah, mm. I agree. Yeah, give me give me some Van Trees love in there. Van Trees over uh, over uh, Hayner. 
that's tough. Over Bryce? These are our top five sleepers. I go Vantrees yeah. over Bryce. Okay, so who was it? We I had, think you might be right. Vantrees is probably better than Bryce. I liked Vantrees yeah. better than Bryce. We had you said Hall, uh, Painter, then Vantrees, Vantrees, and Chase Bryce potentially. What about your boy Adrian Martinez? No. no. <laughs> you know who it is? Is Demorat or Lindsey Scott? Those guys. One of those guys is going to come out of, out of fucking nowhere. Well, let's really just say good. I'd rather have or take a chance on them than than Tommy DeVito or Tanner Morgan or Rocky Lombardi. Or, what about or Sean Tim? Clifford? No, fuck no. It's a hard luck quarterback that can just scrap and like get by and keep a starting job. I feel like there's been guys like that in the NFL that Clifford Charlie might... Brewer's on this list. Get out of yeah. here. What about Logan Bonner at Utah State? He's Put up some stiff. monster number numbers a couple years ago. He's a stiff. <laughs> uh, all right, hold on. Well, well, let's conclude our top ten. Then we have our top five in no order. We we got nothing done. Our top um, five yeah. actual yeah. players, actual yeah. quarterbacks in the draft. Yeah. Bryce Young, number one. Yeah. Who do you got number two? Do you say Stroud number two? Do you say Levis? Do you say Richardson? Oh man, I think if I was drafting, I think I would go Levis. Okay, I'm gonna go. I go Stroud two, Levis three. I think I go, I go Stroud, Stroud two, three, Levis three myself. And then four, I go Richardson. I don't know because Tanner McKee is ready to go. It matters how long of a leash I have with Richardson. Uh, yeah, it does. How much? Uh, yeah, he should fall down and get drafted at you know, by a good team. And then there's a high potential for him. But if you're expecting him to start right Dude, away, if you're expecting him to start Jaron Hall, Malik Cunningham are better than him. Yeah. Like right now as is Hendon hooker. If he yeah, have the injury. yeah, true, true. Either way, those uh, are that puts our, uh, us at eight. Then from a career draft standpoint, we're looking for our top five here. Who would you want in any position? Average, average picking position, whether that be in a place where he could wait or he has to start right away. You know, then I would take I would take Richardson ahead of McKee. Okay, because if if I can groom him, give him a couple of years, I think he could. I mean, he's got some well, raw skills that are fucking disgusting. The other thing you know? is too is that some some franchises are going to fall in love with those raw skills and take him like the third round, where I'd rather wait until the fifth or sixth and take somebody like Hooker or Hall or Cunningham, or wait till the sixth or seventh and and, and take Hainer or Stetson Bennett or, or Stetson yeah. Bennett. So. I want to wait till the end of the draft and, 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 you know, try a, a lottery card with, with one of those guys. I'm not going to early draft Anthony Richardson. I'm not going to early draft. Will Levis. keep an eye on Tim DeMora. I'm telling you the Fordham kid, he can fly. He can fly that fucking ball all around the field. I don't know. What, uh, Should we get out of here now? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's get the hell out of Just here. tough questions. Patty C <laughs> Patty C is Todd's and tail make a USFL roster. Uh, he should. What about USFL products here? Who's uh <laughs> who's our top guy? Adrian Martinez would be pretty nasty, right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> what about uh Tommy DeVito? I feel like he's got USFL uh, written all over him. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, some of those guys. What what happened no, in dude, the US? Lizzie Scott. Lizzie Scott. Dude, he's gonna he should be in the fucking he's gonna be the CFO. He's gonna be the next Doug Floaty, dude. There you go. <laughs> well, why is the USFL like getting such shitty quarterbacks? I feel like there's dudes that washed out of the NFL that got NFL starts that just aren't in the NFL. Maybe, maybe they're, they're done with football. Maybe they've retired. Maybe they're done with football or maybe they just weren't ready to join a, an up a startup yeah. league, but maybe we start to see some higher talent. Actually, in the, US. Or, the answer might be DTR. He could be pretty nasty. That's true. Yeah, SFL. that's true. He'll crush it. Uh, oh, the argument could also be they, they got Jeff Fisher and uh, Kirby, <laughs> Kirby Wilson. <laughs> they got a couple of coaches Touché. that aren't really known if, if they would have got June Jones or something else. I feel like that might've been a better route, right? You but, get cut for eating a piece of yeah. pizza. Well, okay. And then Jeff Fisher, come on. I don't know how Steve Steve Nair might have been the best quarterback ever because he, he was with Jeff. <laughs> He's Fisher. NFL MVP with Jeff Fisher. It's fucking unbelievable. You know how, you know, that that is the, that look we, as a society that's got to be our, our biggest achievement, right? Right. Uh, for mankind. All right. He he would have yeah. been Michael Jordan if he had the right coach. <laughs> Folks, subscribe to the College Football Experience. We're gonna be breaking down up. We got episodes five days a week coming your way. There's two episodes right here. We're just firing away. Subscribe. Make sure you give us a, also um, check us out on uh, check us out on the college basketball experience. It's, it's the thick of the season right now. We're getting into February and March, 
every single night. We're bringing you episodes. Also, check out the college baseball experience. Noah Phoenix got episodes in. Uh, these things should be full full swing uh, into into the podcast form. Uh, uh, February, early February. I'm talking out of my ass, but I know he's he's doing it. All right, but uh, yeah. Subscribe to all those. We come together as one. Well, not on YouTube right now, but on uh, on Twitter at TCE at, on SGPN. As always, remember, fuck Russia. Um, and uh, look, make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore underscore N I C K. D- two underscores. Double uh, underscore. Yeah. <laughs> two for one. The double underscore God. You got a um, bogo. <laughs> Double oh seven, double underscore. I don't know. I got to figure something. Double uh, underscore n. Uh, Patty C is on Twitter at Patty C eight three one. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. Do a little follow fest, all right? Let's have some fun. Elon owns it now, apparently. All right. That's right. I, I was hoping it was the University of Elon. I didn't realize it was Elon. <laughs> what Musk. was it? Yeah, Elon's old mascot. We just found out. Oh, it was the Fighting Christians. The Fighting Christian. Yeah, fighting Christians. Yeah. Come on. Tell me now, what are they? Now Phoenix. The Phoenix. Nonsense. Rise Bring it back. The ashes. Fighting right. Christians, right? Uh, what about you can do the fighting Irish, but you can't do the fighting Christians. What's going on here? Seriously, yeah. it's a little Irish more doesn't have any religious, uh, you know, connotations. Yeah. That's true. But right. as an Irish, no, no, it's it, both are awesome. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> we need that five star review, though. Hook yes. us up. Yeah, get on over there to iTunes. We're cranking out this content. Who else is telling you, you know, about? Jake Hainer's hips. All right. We are. All right. Subscribe to, uh, to all of thighs. us. Yeah. It's his thunder thighs, baby. Uh, check us out. Check out the sports gambling podcast. All right, folks, until uh, the next episode, which will be coming out right around the corner. This is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. Sometimes people that are standing on third base think they hit a triple. Yeah. They didn't. Some people question, well, you haven't coached in a long time. You haven't been on the field. Turn it. Oh, there'll be no devil's digest. Devil's digest, huh? Yes, sir. Where are you located, my man? <laughs> right here in Tempe. Okay, devil's digest, okay. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm Catholic, man. I'm a Christian. Watch out for the devil. <laughs> sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Because when you're in East Carolina, you go for it every time. Or you don't coach in East Carolina, you don't come to East Carolina, you don't play in East Carolina with a weak heart. Write it! Shit. Hobo from Purdue. I hate Purdue. Last time they ever won anything anyways. Forget about the round. I'll tell you something about appetite. It's a real fucking great thing to have. There's no place that better services my appetite than. <laughs>